Welcome back to the Chronicles of Critics. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Connor and Andy. We are on a mission to find the best movie of all time. We will be reviewing and rating some of the world's most beloved movies on a scale of 1 to 100, based on the metrics of entertainment, education, and influence, to find out which is truly the best film of all time. I know Kung Fu. Commissioner, your men are already dead. Tell me, Mr. Anderson, what good is a phone call when you are unable to speak? And that's it, folks. If you haven't guessed it already, we're talking today about The, the Matrix. Matrix. Oh, the quintessential... What? What do you think, guys? I don't Keanu know. Reeves movie, for sure. For sure? Yeah. <sighs> this movie made him. And yes. actually, Lawrence Fishburne, like, it made a lot of different actors, but I think Keanu Reeves definitely became the chosen one. Oh, there you or go. the chosen one roles. For the, <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it, wait, so is it the quintessential The One movie, you know? Dude, know, that's, that's it. That's the one. Yes, is that so, it? But Star Wars. This No, this does be, the one that? better than anything else. <laughs> okay, Better than Harry Potter, better than Lord of the Rings. The this is the one. The sequels to The Matrix screwed that up, though. That's true. I'll give you that. Did they? I, I well, don't they remember. Because sure he so, was still the one at the end but of the they, movie. But no, but they basically made it be like, oh, the one doesn't matter because it's all like this made up thing well, anyway. We, aren't ta- we don't talk about the sequels. We don't. We don't. This is the quintessential The One movie because it's just, it's the one that we're going to talk about. Oh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about The Matrix movie that was good. The yeah. only one that matters. Yeah. The yeah. Matrix. It ends with, you know, Keanu flies off into the sky at the end of Matrix 1 and then that's it. That's they it. They all live happily. That yeah, true. fill in the blanks. Make your own story at the yeah. end of that. Super, and it's it'll Superman. be better than what they said. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Um, to kick us off with um, this movie, let's talk about our personal experiences with it. So, Connor, do you want to start with my personal your personal experience? First time watching the movie, like what this movie means to you? Tell us your story. I don't know what this. I don't know. All I know is that I grew up with this whole red pill, blue pill mentality of which one do I take? Do I do I submit to authority and take the blue pill, <laughs> or do I set myself so free? So you super from took the red pill every day. <laughs> you, take that, you take that every day. You swallow it. <laughs> take it every day. Uh, no, I mean, of course. Like I, I grew up with this movie. I mean, I, I don't remember a time where I haven't seen this movie. It is iconic to me, and we've my whole family. We loved this movie, and so. And even watching it, I actually just finished the movie like two hours before we filmed this podcast, <laughs> which is a uh, pretty like pretty standard for for, for Connor over here. Yeah. Connor likes to keep it fresh, you know. Yeah, you that's know, good. I have a very short memory, so <laughs> if I if I watch it too too soon, I'm not gonna remember what I'm talking. If it's about. not, if it didn't happen the last two days, it didn't happen. That didn't happen. All right, <laughs> I got too many things filling my brain. But. Well, let me counter that with my personal experience because I remember watching this as a kid. I must have been like ten years old or something. Wow. And it was a New Year's Eve party that I was at with wow. my brother. And I think it was like a Boy Scouts group. And they were just playing movies all night. And let me just say, I was way too young to watch this film. <laughs> because it scared the literal crap out of me. Really? Like, I was so freaked out. And my, like, reality was a complete lie. It was false. And, like, there were machines that were running the what? whole thing. Was it the bug going God. in the belly button? Is that what did it for you? That was part of it. But also him waking up after he, what, after he took the red pill, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. After, oh, yeah, getting unplugged. Like oh, yeah, getting it out of his little cocoon sack thing. That was, that was the like, worst. Oh, yeah. God. And also when he lost... Um, his like mouth? His mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah those that are the top right three there. disturbing scenes. Disturb the crap I'll tell you what, I like the difference between Andy and I. I'm over here like, I don't remember when I first watched this movie. And he's like, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. In <laughs> the exact two, date. In 2002. 20 years exactly ago. 11.54 p.m. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think I watched it. I might have watched it one once or twice since then. But it was long enough where I don't. Like, it really did. I feel like it did scar me. Because I, I was always scared to watch it, and I was like, I don't want to really? watch The Matrix. It's, like, super weird. And then 
I when I watched it just a few weeks ago, it felt like I was watching it for the first time. But then once I got to the end, I was like, oh, I've definitely seen this all the way through before. Mm. So, but I just, it's, it wasn't fresh in my mind. It's, it, I don't know when I'd seen it all the way through. Yeah. We'll tell you what though, the bug in the belly button messed me up. That was the worst part. I mean, I hate like, uh, getting like people touching my belly button or like, <laughs> yeah. any, like stay away from that <laughs> area. That's area. like a self-destruct button on me. <laughs> yeah, like do not touch that. So watching that, uh, like machine bug crawl in there, I was like, nope, I'm done. That maybe You're that's like, where right, I'm out. Maybe that's where my like fear of getting touched in the belly button came from because I also watched this movie as a young child, definitely way too young, and it was surprising because my family, like I grew up homeschooled, very sheltered, like very <laughs> Let's like watch the Matrix, Caleb. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I never seen an R-rated movie. Have you like ever seen a man explode. <laughs> Well, you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, growing up, I'm pretty sure the only R-rated movies I had seen before, like, the age 17 was The Matrix and, like, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only two that were allowed to watch. And I think oh, wow. I was so young when I watched this that, like, I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably, mm. like, six years old when mm. I watched this. And yeah. it wasn't just me. It was, like... All of us kids were huddled around this like big box TV, Near. sitting there in like my mom's room with my mom. It's not like we were doing it secretly, <laughs> eating a bunch of oatmeal cream pies and oh, yeah, watching The Matrix. And it, it was weird because I don't know if it was because I had the permission of like my mom to be like, yeah, we're watching this, that it didn't scar me. Hmm. I, I had more nightmares from the Doc Ock uh, operation Spider-Man? scene from Spider-Man wow. Two than I did from the Matrix. Really? Where he, yeah, where that's interesting, man. Yeah. Wow. So like, I mean, I agree. There are some disturbing scenes in this, but I was not disturbed. I was just like so blown away and like so I don't know. Like I felt so honored and proud. Like oh, I get to watch my first R-rated movie. This is so cool. Wow, I've seen the Matrix. You know, yeah. like wow. I felt very. Uh, very cool that I yeah. got to watch this movie. Wow. Yeah, and I'm sure my mom fast forwarded a few scenes, but mm. I, I remember watching most of this movie. Had they seen it before? Yeah, and, and okay. it was a huge thing in my family. Like we were always making Matrix references. In fact, my first email when I was like 13 <laughs> or 14 was "Free your mind." Really, 1993. Yeah, <laughs> really. Which is that's what Morpheus tells uh, Neo when they're going to get. Ready to jump, make the jump, like you must free, yeah, free your mind. Your mind. Mm. And it was so funny because I would like, that was like my prof- my, my professional, you know, quote unquote email. Like oh, I would yeah. use free that to minds. apply for jobs and people would ask me, oh, is that, is that like the, uh, the free your mind, the, like the all that <laughs> yeah, duel really? song? And I was like, no, no, it's, it's, the, it's Matrix. the Matrix. Come on. I guess, <laughs> I guess it's not that well known of a quote. It should have been red pill, blue pill. Yeah, yeah right. Like how you chose the one quote. It's just like obscure. It could be from anything, man. This yeah, guy must so be a big Neo fan. I've, I've moved on from that email. I'm, mine's just like lame Gmail Are account. You, uh, red pill at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little blue pill. No, you, uh, gave, you gave in to, to corporate society. That's right. It's blue just like pill. last first name, last name. No, no initial. Yeah. Like, you took yeah. the blue pill, Caleb. I took, <laughs> took the blue pill. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> well, I want to get into some listener comments. A lot of people wanted to share their experience with the film because apparently this is just like one of those movies that people remember when you watch it for yeah. the first time. Except for Connor. Apparently. <laughs> 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 um, we're going to start with um, Joshua John Lewis. He says... One of my top favorite movies of all time. Ooh, top wow. five. That is some high Ouch. praise. That is. I was 13 when it came out, and my parents had a strict no R-rated movies policy, so I snuck out and saw it. No <laughs> way. <laughs> One of the very few times I've ever directly defied my parents. Wow. I bet it was worth it, it too. It was worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job, Jonathan Lewis Day, Jonathan. Joshua John Lewis. Joshua John <laughs> Um, Caden Hammond said, uh, this movie is so overrated. I wish, I wished I loved it more, but he says that I watched it for the culture and I'm glad I understand it now, but it's so highly praised and I just don't get it. I wasn't into it as much as everyone else was. However, 
I love Keanu Reeves with my whole heart, and I'd do anything for him. <laughs> well, this movie made him. That's so. right. It's the quintessential Keanu movie. The, so uh, Keanu hype train right now is at full steam, man. Mm-hmm. We are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another comment from our number one fan. You know who it is? Oh, I know who it is. It's uh, Jedi Shocker, Sean Walker. <laughs> he says, so I love the, the whole movie, but I would rather tell a story here. Story time. Gather gather around. Oh, my. I'm getting marshmallows. <laughs> I know. All right. The first time I watched this movie, we were at my uncle's house. My uncle had an 80-inch TV back then and theater-quality 5.2 surround sound, which was still relatively new to the public at the time. Anyway, wow. you could hear the bullets flying by your head. Wow. Those high-definition bullets. Bullet time bullets. That would be incredible. I want to go back in time and watch this with Sean. I know. <laughs> At his uncle's. Uh, that that brings up, that makes me want to say something. Like, this movie would be great in 3D. Oh, yeah. This would be the prime. Like, prime for 3D. Dude, the best yeah. 3D movies are the ones that aren't made for 3D. Yeah. You know, true. when it's like not cheesy hands reaching out at I you. Know, I've never seen... Avatar cattails. Yeah. Across <laughs> the screen. I've never yeah. seen a good 3D movie, though. Yeah. I, I don't know. think I have either. Um, some more comments. Jakey Lauk says, Agent Smith! Yeah, <laughs> rock on! No, for real, We though, love Agent Jugo Smith. Weaving. I watched this movie, and I was, like, obsessed with him. Seriously. He is so good. You know, he's... Uh, upon this rewatch, he's not in very much of this movie, but he totally steals the screen. I agree. Like, really whenever does. he's in, it's like, oh, it's, it's Agent Smith again. Like, the other two agents are so vanilla, it's insane. Like, don't oh, even yeah. care about yeah, them at he's, all. Oh, he's just the, his buildup as a villain is, it just outweighs everything else. It's oh, incredible. yeah. I know. Even, and if you just end it at this movie, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so good. <laughs> <laughs> just stop right there, guys. Yeah, do not, don't go do not any further. to watch it more. They wanted to add too much of him after this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Kyle Castro from Movie Wars Pod says, so many words. Oh. And, you know, he does have a lot of words because in his podcast, they cover this movie. Mm. So and they, they pit it against Inception, right? That's right. The yeah. two philosophical giants and of they movies. And very heavy on the, the philosophical side of this movie, yes. too. And there's, there's this movie, Wars. Do you remember which one won on their scorecard? Was it Inception? I don't know. I think it was or Inception. Was, really? Wow. I, think so. I was, I was thinking out. about that the entire time I was doing my grading, and I would choose The Matrix. Really? Yeah. Over Inception. Ah, Over so Inception. Tough. Wow. Oof. I know. Having watched watched them so closely now, it is a it is a hard pull. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like The Matrix is probably better as a standalone like film, but Inception is maybe more enjoyable and more rewatchable. So it, it's hard. If you judge it on mm. different metrics, either of them win. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a close battle, though. Definitely a great like matchup. They're worthy yeah. opponents for each other. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's our listener comments. Thank you guys for commenting. We love hearing your thoughts. Um, and we love featuring you on the pod because we are the voice of the people, right? We love... Yes, we are the voice of the people. That's our whole thing. We, sh- yep. we should like rename our podcast The Average Joe's Reviews because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying the to the capture the, the Average people. Joe's Reviews. That was, the that voice was of the one people. of our... our <laughs> That, that was an option for the name. Yeah. And you all said no. So <laughs> <laughs> no one voted for that one. So <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Sweet. Well, I think we're going to just go straight into our scores, our categories. Um, cause we got a lot to say about this movie, but we're going to squeeze that into, um, our actual yeah, guys. categories. Get to the nitty gritty. New, new year, new podcast. That's right. right. <laughs> Changing We're it up on you a little. Streamlining. A little flip over. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Setbacks, actually. Setbacks, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we had to cut back and... <laughs> cut some staff. In this economy. <laughs> cut some staff, yeah. <laughs> well, we're starting off uh, with our category of entertainment. So what that means, we like to judge this movie based on... Uh, how well it was received um, by the general audience, how enjoyable it was. Uh, kind of the trifecta of entertainment is the the style, which is like the look and feel of the movie, and then the technique, which is all like the acting, the production value, those kind of like cinema film type things that make a movie good. And then 
just the general enjoyability of it. So do you like it? <laughs> um, so I'll kick us off here and I'm going to come right out the gate with my score of 88. Ooh. Wow. Uh, I, I think this movie is uh, definitely awesome. The entertainment value is like highly awesome for yeah. this movie. Um, so definitely I'm, I'm giving it a good score of 88. Um, reasons being for style, we'll, we'll take it down one, one like area at a time. Do you guys uh, notice like the green filter they put yes. on everything? Yes. I made a comment of that too. Like, yeah, well maybe we'll be a little more fluid this time too. Like, yeah, I don't have to just talk for my whole thing. Tell me about the green. I love that. It's, I thought yeah. that was excellent. Yeah. Cause it, it kind of lets you know you're in the matrix, right? And it it adds to this the whole sci-fi kind of thing. This the green theme. Yeah, I don't know. It, I really enjoyed that. You know, aspect. it's really funny because I actually never noticed the green filter. Really, that is not so. And you know what? Which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah. You don't want it to be too obvious. It's I will be say subtle. that I am colorblind, so that may <laughs> oh, be that, part of I it. think that's why, <laughs> Connor. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you didn't it. enjoy this movie. But oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> 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 like, it's which so pill is red? Which yeah. pill is blue? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that colorblind. I'll take the black pill. No, it's slightly gray. Yeah, the Earl Grey pill. Earl Grey pill. But, but um, no, but I actually read an article that they re-released this on Blu-ray and they added more of a blue tint to it. They got rid oh, of that really? filter and added more of a bluish tint. Interesting. And I saw some side-by-side views of the two and I have to say it, but uh, I liked the blue tint a little bit better. I would, I would love to watch that. I'm curious to see which version is the one streaming on HBO Max. The green. Is that's the, the original. One okay. Yeah, because I... That's where I watched it. It was definitely yeah, green, same. which yeah. I still appreciate the green. I, f- I appreciate that as like something unique and it's kind of artful mm-hmm. um, to be able to weave that in subtly so that you may not even notice on your first watch. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I think if, of it as it's just a decision from um, was it like the cinematographer or something making that decision yeah. um, for the film. I think it, it adds to the art of the film and film as an art in general. I I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what it looks like without it, but mm-hmm. I say keep it in. It's yeah. true. I mean, you know, keep the green. Keep like, the green. Like keeps the theme. You know, the yeah. green lines coming down. Yeah, that's that yeah. is the matrix. The, maybe, the green maybe lines. Someday I'll experience how you guys experience it. You know, green tint. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday. Look at we'll some give new you eyes. special glasses. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Special glasses. Some more on style. I really like um, kind of the outfits and. Of the look of the Matrix itself, whenever they're in the Matrix, they just look so stinking cool, you know? It's all like that leather, mm-hmm. black outfits, cool sunglasses. Yes. Everything looks like perfect because they're they're like basically a projection of their mental selves. So, oh yeah, I have my best hairdo. I have like, yeah. I think that looks cool. And yeah, it's just the Matrix, the world of the Matrix is cool. Like that's my perfect word for what the Matrix is. It's just it is just so cool. Oh, if you're in the Matrix, you're cool. Slick <laughs> black clothes, leather everywhere, sunglasses that don't even have the little ear thingies. Morpheus. Oh just yeah, puts Morpheus. Them on his eyes. Yes, oh, I made a comment. How do they say on? Who know. knows? And he I like don't know. Mon, like, yeah. he, like, oh, man. he like throws his head back, and they're like there, and I'm like, oh, they're like dang, swimming Morpheus. goggles. <laughs> even super uncool people like Mouse, super uncool. He even looks cool in the Matrix. Yeah, they mm-hmm. made him look cool. So. For real. I used to aspire to be like them. Yeah. But it didn't happen. No, <laughs> it's it's not a good look in real life for no, sure. <laughs> but it works for this movie. Yeah. And then speaking of real life, I love how janky the real world is in this movie. Like when they're on the Nebuchadnezzar, when like all of their equipment is just like metal and wires yeah. and like it looks like it was put together underground in a cave. Um Mm-hmm. Like Tony yeah. Stark building the arc reactor, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I just love that. It makes it pulls me in. It makes me believe it more. Mm, like it's sure. it's the future, but it's a dystopian future where mm-hmm. they don't like they still have this like futuristic technology, but it it's kind of works all janky because they're underground. They're uh, like a surviving resistance, you know. So yeah. I thought that just worked beautifully. Um, in a great contrast to the perfect pristine world of the matrix as well, where yeah. you have any 
like super state of the art weapons at your disposal in an instant or like in the real world you have it's like a dichotomy of weapons you know yeah. that's yeah that's interesting i didn't really think about that in the real world they're using like these laser ray gun things and then they're just using regular modern well yeah, i guess like, it, it's because it's modern day it's like the, the time period in the matrix is 1999, I guess, when it was coming out. Yeah. And so they're using weapons from <laughs> Right before, right? what is yeah. it, like Y2K? Like, yeah. Like everyone was scared yeah, of computers. Like, oh. They come out they with had a Ross. <laughs> they hit a Ross spot, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, are, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, perfect timing. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, so moving on to, like, the technique, um, the acting chops in this. Well, like, we've said it already that um, Morpheus and Agent Smith... And Keanu, just like perfect performances here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The small amount that Agent Smith is in it, Hugo Weaving, is that his name? Hugo Weaving, that's it. Yeah, he, he just it's owns the screen, yeah, he and he's just wonderful. I love the way he speaks in it. Um, and then Morpheus came a long way since his um, Pee Wee's Playhouse days. Do you guys know? <laughs> no. Pee Wee's Playhouse. He was Cowboy Curtis oh, in really? Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was Not like a Lawrence. super... <laughs> Not my boy Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. So he came a long way. He went from super dorky Cowboy Curtis to like the coolest character in all of cinema. Like, you don't get cooler than Morpheus. No, that's it. Um, so totally... I mean, he just made you believe that he knew everything. Like, Morpheus... He just has all the answers. He knows all the right steps to take. Like, he's kind of like, I don't know, like maybe Dumbledore in Harry Potter. We're like, well, Dumbledore, he just knows everything you're supposed to do. Like, he's mm-hmm. kind of all knowing in that world. And I feel like that's what you can say about Morpheus here is that, like, aside from the Oracle, he knows everything. <laughs> so they did a very good job of betraying him as, like, the, the fearless leader. Like, and I guess role model, maybe the word too that I'm looking for. Like, he is just, you can see how immediately that everyone that came out of the, the Matrix or he, how he would just be able to go into them and pull them, get him to get people to trust him to take the red pill and follow him through this rabbit hole that they don't even, they don't know what's on the other side. And he's just saying, you're just going to have to trust me. You mm-hmm. know what? I would trust him. Yeah. If Morpheus came out of nowhere and was like, <laughs> like hey, man. I want to take this pill and be like, yeah. you know what? Yeah, I I don't think you'd do me Every, wrong. My right? whole life has taught me to say no to that question, but you convinced but me. But you convinced yeah. me to say yes. But, you know, and like you can see throughout the whole movie, he does what he has to do to follow through on everything he says. He sacrifices himself for Neo because he be- truly believes that Neo is the one. Mm-hmm. With every fiber of his being. Every fiber of his <laughs> being. Mindy from the network. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they did an amazing job just like portraying the character of Morpheus. And then mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone else could have done it. But Samuel L. Jackson. Before. I know. Do you think he could have done it? Mm-hmm. I don't oh, think he would have had the same I was, as we, you guys were having that conversation, I was thinking Mace Windu in my mind. Really? There, there's some like, really? like <laughs> the one in the Star Wars prequels would be like Yoda, I think, where he's like the Grandmaster, right? Yeah. But the, I don't even say step down from that, but like it's kind of an equal, yet not as powerful. In Star Wars, that's Mace Windu, right? And you see that come out yeah. in episode three. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it, Morpheus vibes to me. Maybe that's what yeah. they're going for. Well, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, the other thing with technique, I've, and this kind of spills over into enjoyability too, but just the incredible fight scenes, which yeah. a lot of that is choreography. That's technique. It's just like they nailed it so hard. Like mm-hmm. I can't, oh man, I can't even imagine a better way to do this because they totally sold the idea that they are downloading entire um, databases like, of yeah, yeah it's like such I know a cool every idea. single yeah, thing there so is to like, know about God. kung fu, and I it shows on screen. Like when yeah. he fights, I believe he knows everything about kung fu because mm-hmm. of the way he fights. Like, how do you do that? How do you portray that in a screen? Like they did, mm-hmm. they nailed it. Yeah, and I would true. go so far to say that the train fight scene between Neo and Agent Smith is the best fight scene of all time. Really? I I personally believe that because Wait, which I scene? just the, the when the end in when like, they're oh, fighting yeah. in the train the subway station like mm-hmm. 
Oh man, just like the, I mean, the choreography alone, I, I love how fast they move, but mm-hmm. you can still see everything. Like, I think we were remarking about kind of more or more recent um, release, the book of Boba Fett, where they're fighting and it looks, you're this slow enough to where you can see everything, but it looks like they're moving slow. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like they're moving in half time where this, yeah. you can see everything, but somehow it looks like they're moving at super speed. Like, how is that possible? You know? Mm-hmm. And that's just genius. It, it, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a fight scene so clearly and so beautifully before. That's Cinematography true. Cinematography yeah. magic, man. Yeah. That's what it is. It's magic. It really is. Um, and like with that last scene, I love when Neo gets up and like, whew, like does a move to like shake dust off of and himself. All the, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then favorite like uh, uh, punch move was when it's like kind of the throat punch where he tries to punch, but then... Whew, and like he, he sticks, sticks out his, his fingers hand. and hits him like, oh, you thought you stopped me, but oop, I got oh. like five inch long fingers and I got you. That's just like, it's kind of some um, comic relief a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's also like, oh yeah, still got him. Like, like yeah. 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 Right just every, every part of that. I just, um, the, the fight scenes, every single one of them just brings this movie to a whole new level where like. If I may have been starting to slip out of my interest, oh, I'm glued to the screen again because yeah. it's just so. And that's the one thing I will say about the pre or the sequels that still hold up. I think the sequels have good fight scenes. The storyline is crap, but I would still fast forward. It's it's worth watching just the fight sequences. In the the only fight mm-hmm. sequence I would watch is the the motorcycle one in Matrix Reloaded. In the second one, yeah, that's probably yeah, the only one that's I would a watch. Pretty sweet. Oh yeah. You know what I wouldn't I wouldn't rewatch again in Matrix Reloaded? What? The like basically the animated one between Agent Smith and Agent Smith. Oh, that one is that one is so bad that it's good though. All of a sudden it's like like laughable. It's like all of a sudden everyone just turned into like computer generated people. I'm pretty sure I fast forward through that part because I was like, is this still going? I don't blame you. Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'll eat my words on that. (laughs) It's pretty terrible. (laughs) But all right. But in this movie those fight scenes later, yeah. In this movie. Solid. Mm-hmm. So, um, the one reason why, like, I had a lot of praise for this movie, and I only gave it an eighty-eight. The reason being, I thought there were a couple weird things in it. Um, the dialogue is a little clunky, much like kind of George Lucas, you know, dialogue. Like he's a creative genius, created the world of Star Wars, but he does not write good dialogue. Yeah, and I feel like there were a couple times, and this is kind of the trap with sci-fi it gets a little weird when you have a character speaking like in a very serious way, but they're saying some like outlandish goofy things. So it pulled me out a little bit, some of the dialogue and then the, um, like just some weird things are like at the end when Neil like jumps into agent Smith and like he explodes from the inside, like that kind of felt out of place. And like, what, why, why did that happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed well, I th- different. Yeah, maybe. Can you guys redeem that for I me? Because that pulled me <laughs> out. I, I guess from my perception of that scene is it's like it has to do with a computer. It's all I, I'm thinking in terms of like being it being a computer program. And Agent Smith is part of that. And so since Neo can kind of just do whatever he wants in it and he sees everything as just this matrix of, you know, numbers, he can just kind of like erase it, right? Mm, just okay. kind of control alt deleted. There you go. Agent <laughs> Smith. He <laughs> <laughs> control alt deleted him. Task. <laughs> That's like, if great. we had some X-ray vision, you just see him in there and oh look at that. Boop boop boop. Yeah, Done. exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's um. Those are my thoughts on entertainment. What do you guys think? All right, you guys. Wolf one. Well, never mind. Never mind. It's okay. All right, entertainment. My score <laughs> is. 83 out of 100. 83 wow. out of 100. I, this is such a good movie. I mean, come on. What else is there to say? This is just such a good movie. I put it on and it, like five minutes in, I was immediately hooked. Just the first fight scene where oh, yeah. Trinity is like destroying all these cops. <laughs> and it's so... 
you know, and all of a oh, sudden. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the um, iconic, like, mid-air kick. Yeah, she, like, throws her hands kick. up and go slow-mo. Like, it, How like, many times has that been her. redone, you know? Oh, like, so many times. Everybody does that. I mean, that's probably a rip-off, let's be honest. But You think they're not the first ones to do that? No, they're definitely not. Like, I feel like that that's been done in, like... Asian movies, like oh, okay, Asian that's movies yeah. for yeah. years. That, movies I've not seen. Then okay. <laughs> but, so one thing that really stuck out to me about this movie is, and I don't talk about this very often, but one thing I really respect about a movie or a TV show is an amazing villain. Mm-hmm. So Mandalorian, you got the the big bad guy from that King Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Um, Who's from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and is an awesome villain. And in I was going to say, yeah. actually, he, Giancarlo Esposito just kills it every time. You just follow, you just follow him. Okay, He just plays <laughs> really good villains. And is he Agent Smith in the newest Matrix? He should be. He should be. <laughs> he actually isn't. <laughs> no, do you know who is? Oh, no. Who? It's uh, Jonathan Groff, who you may know him from Frozen and Frozen 2. As <laughs> no, wait, are really? Are you joking? Are no, you I'm kidding? not joking at all. No, yeah, for we're real, dead serious. Who, what? What's uh, Olaf? Not Olaf. Anna's boyfriend. His name is like slipping. Kristoff. Kristoff. Oh, from Mindhunter. From Mindhunter. Jonathan oh. Groff, and so he plays Agent oh. Smith in the new one. Really, he's he's a good Agent Smithy type. You, and know, you know, like what? he he actually did a good job. I'd give him props because number one, you know, you gotta love him as Kristoff. He does a good job, and he's and he's pretty good at everything he does. The yeah. king in. Uh, King George. and Alexander Hamilton, and yes, Hamilton, yeah, he plays. <laughs> oh yes. So, anyways, uh, but Agent Smith <laughs> is such an amazing villain. I mean, number one, you said it before that he just like captures any scene that he's in. The first scene he walks in, you know, the your quote from the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But your men are already dead. Oh, <laughs> so good. And like anyone ever says, like Mister Anderson, you can't say. Like Mr. Anderson, like normal. You've got to be all like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. I know. How is that an iconic quote? That's such like a basic line, it's, but it is iconic. It's just his voice. So you want to know something funny? It. So yeah. when I was watching it with uh, Brandy, um, I would just say Mr. Anderson, <laughs> like throughout the movie, and yeah. she'd be like, "How did you know he was going to say that?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I didn't. I just know he says it all the time. He says it all the time. Everything, <laughs> Mr." So Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and you know what? When I watched it on this time around, I realized what a dynamic villain he is. So he starts out as just this, basically this agent, you know, very like, even though he does a really good job, uh, he's pretty like one dimensional. And then all of a sudden he, you know, but he still is a big bad guy and he, he captures Morpheus and he asks the other two agents to leave the room and all of a sudden he changes and he becomes something so much more than just an agent for the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He becomes something so much more sinister, which I feel like was part of their setup for the second, yeah, for the next two movies, but it makes him so much more evil. And it is amazing. And he yeah. take like he's like, I just I hate the smell of it. And it's his, the smell. His yeah. whole rant there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's like, um, he's like, I can taste your stench. And oh, that yeah. rant, that monologue that yeah. he goes off into is awesome. I remember so good. When I was a kid, I always hated that scene because it was like it was over, so over my head, I kind of felt found it long and boring, but now as an adult, the, I'm like on the rewatch. Whoa, this is awesome. Yeah, it's very it's psychologically so stimulating that what he says about the human race and how we're a virus. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. that's actually kind of real. What? Oh, yeah, like, like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a normal creature moves into a habitat and creates a kind of synergistic. Well, I don't know, Resident Grants, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. He's like, humans, you run in and you just consume and consume and consume until. Until you exhaust all natural resources yes. and then you move on. Yeah. Much like a virus. <laughs> You're a disease, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I was thinking more parasite, but you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, maybe virus too. Yeah, both. He says virus, doesn't he? He does say virus. Okay. You're right. But in my head, I was thinking, I was like... He's going to say parasite. I was like, parasite, parasite, parasite. I was like, virus. Ooh. Well, computer virus. All right. They, yeah, that works better, honestly. Yeah, all right. Um, and then I just feel like this movie... 
is is such an amazing like mix of the American action movie and like the Asian martial art yeah like culture basically all those those movies you watch any Jackie Chan movie oh yeah like, legit like um like English dub or like Chinese <laughs> dubbed um yeah it's a great fusion for sure oh and it's so good and I, and it's like so outlandish that it works you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like freaking Keanu Reeves striking the pose and the dust coming up. <laughs> or when he punches uh, or he kicks uh, Agent Smith, Smith in the face and his foot like just hangs up there and he just goes, he just oh. kind of like, it just hangs up there and he's like very robotic like and like swings his, his foot back. Like he's very in control of every single muscle in his body. Yes. Yeah. So in control. And then, um, yeah, it's just, it's just so good. But so 83 out of 100. That's it. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. of those are for Agent Smith. Oh, and I forgot to mention, <laughs> the reason I actually docked it, I was tempted to give it a lot higher in, mm. into the into the 90s, maybe even 100 out of 100. Ooh. Andy. Um, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> spoilers. But, uh, spoilers. <laughs> but the reason I did dock it is because of how old the technology is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's a little bit difficult on the rewatch, just because of um, the the I mean the technology is so outdated now. Mm-hmm. I mean no one's using no one sees that like green screen like the green letters with against the black screen anymore like the coding like that you know that whole program isn't isn't really around anymore that we're not seeing like even when they're you know they're all like standing around their little like computer screen like watching neo and morpheus fight mm-hmm. in the great scene by the way probably best scene of the whole movie mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a solid scene but, um you know like they're watching on their computer and you're like probably back then they're like whoa that's so cool i can't believe they would be able to do that and now you're like like man oh where's is that pixelated you're like whoa yikes <laughs> <laughs> but well yeah. on that on that point because I'll, I'll talk about that so I gave it a 75 out of 100. Whoa. What? And I did, I did dock it because looking back at one of our points for entertainment, I think that the graphics of that day do make it less enjoyable for people to watch now. Yeah. And mm. so I, I, I can't, you know, I can't say that when I first watched it, it was, you know, groundbreaking seeing all the special effects. I think it was always noticeable kind of, you know, especially since I played a lot of video games, just how obvious kind of that stuff was. Yeah. Mm. And it's even more obvious now, especially now that we've got bigger TVs, you know, OLED kind of stuff. You can see every single mistake yeah. that movies, you know, 20 years ago made. And so I think The Matrix definitely kind of falls into that category and takes a hard hit for it. But mm. is what really elevates it, though, is the the practical stuff they did because this movie what they did a really good job with using um just the wire work for the uh, choreography I, th- I don't know if this is one of the first movies to like really you know take use that as like mainstream but it definitely influenced more movies to come with how much they were using it it's true. You know, I did notice that a lot on the rewatch, how much they just like kind of like float in the air. It makes it really cool. Yeah. But also they do float quite often, even when, you know, <laughs> whether they're doing the attacking or getting attacked, like they're like yeah. always floating around. <laughs> like, Agent Smith gets kicked in the face and he floats about like 15 in the same, like he doesn't go up or down. In, yeah, in, that's right. He just floats like horizontally <laughs> I, across the hallway. I love yeah. that. For like 20 feet and then falls. <laughs> um, but also just the, um, I like the the technique of the movie, like you were talking about, Caleb. The just the performance of the actors and the style of the movie, I think, are like I said before, it's just an art form, and this movie really just it it nails it. With I, I can't stop thinking just about the the Matrix itself, like the scenes of the Matrix. Like you, at first, you don't really know you're like that's what it is. And it was interesting when I rewatched it this time because I was like. Try, you know, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but you can definitely tell when, you know, when, what is the matrix and what's real world. 
And so having that kind of green filter, mm-hmm. I think just was really cool for him. Um, yeah. I, I got to say, so one of my favorite scenes in the movie is that it's right before they get about to get ambushed by all the agents. Yeah. Um, it's deja vu. And it's something I wish they, they did again, like kind of used more in the sequels. But I remember when I watched them, like, you know, how creative is that to use this like, you know, human kind of mystery right, huh? mm-hmm. and be like, okay, deja vu. Wait, what? What do you mean? What, what was deja vu? I just saw a black cat. Mm-hmm. Was it a same black cat or was it a different one? You know? And they're like, <laughs> oh, deja vu means that something's been changed in the matrix. You know, it's just that plot element was, I don't know. I just love that. You know what? You're right. That was really genius, wasn't it? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. The trap like rats in a cage. Yeah. No, rats couldn't be trapped this easily. You're trapped like carrots. What? (laughs) What? You know that's from? No. The Simpsons movie? Anybody? No? No. no. It's just a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb is a quote machine. Remember that. I am a movie quote database. So if ever I like just spout out some random words in a weird voice, that's what it is. Okay. (laughs) Random obscure quote. Yeah. Free your mind. Free your mind. (laughs) At hotmail.com. It was actually cox.net. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. So much better. So much better. He upgraded from AOL. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, are we ready to get into education? Yeah. All right. Connor, do you want to kick us off? Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I probably really let you down in this. In this category. Oh, the, Connor, the educator is is off today? There's just, I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. It's but a pretty hard movie to tackle in this category, that's for sure. It really is. I mean, there's just a lot of different stuff going on. But anyways, education. So in this category, what we are going to attempt to relay onto uh, our listeners is what are the themes of the movie, the underlying morals, concepts that the movie's trying to pass on to the viewer, does it have worth and does it engage you mentally and psychologically? Mm. So I think the answer to all of those questions are yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, number one, I mean, this has to be one of the most like mentally engaging movies there is, because even if you set aside all the action and everything, uh, or if you, if you, yeah, if you put all the action fight scenes and everything aside and just listen to the dialogue, it is. I mean, it is incredible. This the 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 concepts that they go into, the idea of like the uh, humans going into their own self destruction. Um, they scorched the. They we created AI and then the AI turned against us, you know. And going into all the different things that they talk about, like we said earlier, Agent Smith saying, "You humans are a virus. We go into an area, we consume all the nat- all the resources, and then." Since we can no longer live in that one place, what do we do? We expand and consume those resources. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of things that I noticed that I probably should have taken better notes on, but that, you know, Morpheus then talks about free will and, mm-hmm. or no, you're not free will, but uh, the meaning of being free. Like, yes, you can be in the matrix and think you are free, but you will be forever controlled and tricked by a machine a by, slave by, you will forever be a slave um is an interesting one and then my favorite one is what is real <laughs> i was like is real just just things that you can feel touch see taste mm. or are those just electrical signals being sent to your brain mm-hmm. telling you what you think you're supposed to be feeling touching seeing Things like that. Tell me, Morpheus. And so, <laughs> um, like, I loved, I loved that whole like concept in here that because it's very, very prevalent in, in life, especially as we go on with lots of different, you know, r- like religious views and different things like that, especially in our culture today. But um, thing that we, we have to figure out in our own lives as we go through our life here in the Matrix. <laughs> um, is, this is just a simulation. Is yeah, it's all a simulation. Like what what is real here in your life? Is is real the things that you can see? Is it materialistic? Is it things that you can see, feel, and touch, taste, smell, or is real the things beyond? Mm. So, what is your score? 
Oh, man, I forgot about that. 92 out of 100, guys. Whoa! Come on. Oh, 92? Wow, My goodness. that's actually really good. Like that is a high score. I mean, or, so you found it more educational, more like psychologically stimulating than you did find it entertaining. Yes. Mm, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I, I found it entertaining in a different way, and that was psychologically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, what did you think? I gave it a ninety, and I literally just changed my Whoa. score like two seconds ago. Was it because that convinced you? Well, no, because I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> of like education, and then I, I my I was going down a rabbit hole, guys. Um, so I, for me, I'm thinking this the uh, the philosophical message of this movie, especially when it comes to just this the the machines versus the humans aspect. God, it, it, I bet you in like ten, five years. It's, this movie is going to be so relevant. I bet you the machines are going to delete this movie <laughs> from the <laughs> database <laughs> because they're like, Whoa, we're we, don't want, dude, we I mean, don't want the humans to know. Dude, the I, machines that like, what is it called? It's like Boston Mavericks or something like what's the Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics. Yes. Yeah. Those robots are insanely advanced, man. Yeah, like, they're yeah, like yeah. doing parkour. Well, I mean, you not only those that, are close to Skynet, man, but <laughs> you look at all the stuff that like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's talking about with the whole ma- metaverse. Yeah, I well, think they yeah. just created like a self-replicating AI. Did yeah, you know that like we're 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 advancing into the age of the Matrix. Okay? Wow, like, it's happening. So the only this, question is, who's going to strike first? Yeah, <laughs> us and I or them. It was us who scorched the sky. <laughs> yeah, and I so back in college, I took an ethics and a digital world class. What? And it's yeah, it, you get pretty deep. I got a whole book on it, and the yeah. book is blue. Is it? Yes. It's well, got called the blue, it the blue book. Do you think he called it the blue, the blue book. book? Do you think that they did that on purpose? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just made that up now. But no, the book was blue. But anyway, uh, it just got me thinking of uh, aside from uh, there's I, I also saw there's a lot of just heavily heavy religious undertones of this this movie. Counter is basically Jesus in a way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole fair. time I was like, whoa, this that's wild. Um, but yeah, just going off of uh, the psychologically engaging aspect when it comes to just having this reality blown, like what is reality in um, in Neo's eyes, and uh, versus what Agent Smith is feeding him and stuff, and uh, it, it still blows my mind to this to this day, and is still very psychologically engaging. Like yeah. we have that point where. Um, and, you know, we ask, is this movie psychologically engaging or is it just a bunch of meaningless action? Yes to both. It is psychologically <laughs> engaging and a lot of meaningless action. You know what? I, can't <laughs> great movie. Yeah. I can't argue with you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so the psychologically engaging aspect of the movie has held up better than the entertaining aspects. I would say... Uh, I think it yeah. will hold up better. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. I think right now, it's still... The entertainment value is still high as far as... Yeah. There is a lot of education to unpack in this movie. And it's... I do have to say this because it is so hard. I watched the... I guess the the trilogy in like basically two days. It made me... The the second and third just made made it even more confusing. I almost just want to erase those from history (laughs) and just focus on on the the first Matrix. When you you look at the overarching aspect of like Neo's character being the chosen one, the first one sets it up so, so well. And then they just... They like trash it down the toilet or they don't know what to do with it. The second one ruins it pretty hard. Yeah. With the whole like, yeah, you're the chosen one, but you basically are in a repeating like life cycle. (laughs) Yeah. um, But, you know, the machines are probably going to erase the first one and just leave (laughs) leave two and three. They're going to remake it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's the humans who are keeping the machines in the Matrix. Mm. Well, I, uh, I'm going to deviate pretty far from you guys on this one because I gave it a 70 in education. Yeah. Hmm. And I think the reason for that is because I don't feel like I left the movie having grown or changed. I don't think there's like a strong moral and I think that's the best, like the pinnacle of education is, does it make you rethink your life to want to live better? You know? Mm, And I don't think this movie does that. At least it didn't for me. So... 
it is, I will agree with you, it is very psychologically engaging, which is why I gave it a 70. 70 is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's keep in mind. But because it doesn't have that moral, and like, sure, it has the basic, like, hero motif, like, be a hero, self, like, sacrifice yourself, like, those are great elements, but it's not a strong moral. So that's why I gave it a 70. Um, That's why I gave it as low as a 70. As Mm -hmm. high as a 70, though, again, with the psychologically engaging... I really like that everything makes sense in the world that they built. Oh, that's that a good That they point. tell a story that yeah, is ironclad, uh, you mm-hmm. know? They bring up a lot of questions because, I mean, Neo has a lot of questions. We as listeners, as the audience, have a lot of questions. What is the Matrix? How does it work? What, you know, all these questions. And they continually answer them throughout the film. Um, and every question is answer, answered um, in a good way and in a way that the, um, the plot each plot point is supported by the story. So I think they did a really good job of telling the story that they told, having to create a whole new world, a whole new like true. I was gonna say, reality they did a really good job in world building. Exactly. From, from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, for example, one of the questions they answer is like, okay, so if you die in the matrix, you die in real life. And he's just mm-hmm. Morpheus just says the body cannot survive without the mind. And well, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. yeah. done. Sold. It's it's not even like you know some movies where there's like magic involved. That that's kind of like just a catch-all, easy answer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why does that work? Because magic, you know. But this was not like that. They had very good answers for every question, and pertinent questions too. So I thought that was excellent. They did a really good job at that. And then the other like big takeaway for me was just the the savior trope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is very well done in this. Sure, we did not talk about that. Mm-hmm. We said a little bit about the wand and stuff, but yeah. And right off the bat, like there's a lot of savior tropes. There's we got Lord of the Rings with Frodo. We've got yep. um, Star Wars. Anakin Star Wars. with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Even Luke with Star Wars. Even yeah, Luke or the newest one is Dune with. Um, Oh, Paul? Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul and Jessica, <laughs> Paul and Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Larry, Paul and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all these savior savior tropes. I feel like the Matrix is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Like, and you talked about it a little bit, Andy. Of like, there are strong biblical parallels yeah. in this, where between Neo and Jesus Christ. Like, even in the very beginning, when the like black market deal goes down and the guy comes to Neo's door, he's like. You're my savior, man. My own personal Jesus Christ. That's true. It's like <laughs> they set that up. They like they're already telling you that Neo is the one, and they're likening it to the original one, which is mm. Jesus. You know, yeah, so it's like, yeah. oh, that just played very well, and they continually tie it in with so many things. Like there's like prophecy um, that's fulfilled in the one, and there's you know the element of self sacrifice, like. Jesus sacrificed himself to save the entire human race, just as Neo sacrificed himself to save Morpheus. And as a result, the entire, like, yeah, yeah. Towards the end of saving the human race from the machines, you know? Um, so strong parallels, you know, salvation of mankind, showing people the way, the truth, Mm -hmm. um, well, sh- you mean look at the ending of the trilogy, and then the new one's called Resurrections. Yeah. Uh, How just, wild is that? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, strong <laughs> biblical parallels. pretty good parallel. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was my big takeaway in education, at least, of like, yeah, it's pointing to the original one, um, which I think is a very compelling story. So, uh, 70... Seven is like the most holy number, right? I don't know yeah. numerology. <laughs> like, so I'm sticking with 70. Oh, very. <laughs> um, what did we think about influence, Andy? All right. So in influence, we're looking at whether this movie is timeless, how did it change or better society, and the kind of impact it had on pop culture. So I gave it a 80. 80, okay. Yes. And there's a lot I, I want to unpack here. Um, first off, I man, if I could rewind back to the 1999, okay? So, like, set this picture up. Y2K is in, like, seven months, right? Then Millennium's in, like, seven months from this movie came out. And 
people are already freaked out about whether or not machines are going to like crash the entire, you know, internet, you know, that yeah. whole thing. And then this movie comes out and I, I just, I would love to see, you know, as like an adult, the kind of influence this, this movie had on, on just culture in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that's a good point of like the time it came out. It was very timely. Yeah. That this probably freaked people out. Yeah. Like, Oh, major, like crazy. major. And yeah. not only on just the, the message, um, I'm pretty sure the this also goes into it. Just the the uh, influence related to the costumes because I read somewhere that their their costuming with the you know the long jackets, the glasses became very popular right after this movie came well, out. Right, well, it I is bet. very it is very um, it, what do you call it? reminiscent of just like that early 2000s era too. Mm. Like you watch this movie and you're like, oh, those are 2000 era sunglasses. Yeah, you know, which I, I think also goes. But when the movie came out, it like went against a lot of different things, right? The size sci-fi genre, you know, this nobody had ever done anything like this. Mixing yeah. this much action, not only that, but just like the the martial arts aspect with sci-fi, and mm-hmm. then you got the the action of the guns, right? Nobody's ever mixed that really together into this movie. Yeah, it is very unique in that sense, for sure. So 80, huh? Yeah. I also want to say, I, I, I still hear this. How many people do you hear? I, I think I just said it, you know, like five minutes ago, but people still say that, you know, this life is still just a simulation, <laughs> right? And you, you experience yeah. glitches and whatnot. True. I feel like I just heard that like not too long ago, even before the, the fourth matrix had come out. So I heard someone kind of mention that. And, <laughs> and I was like, it's yeah. still relevant. Yeah. 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 There's so much relevant about this. Like the, if, um, well, at the time, and I think this goes into the influence of the movie, but it looks crappy now, but the effects, like look at the bullet time, um, the flying, and then the wire work fight cinematography I talked about earlier, that influenced just the genre, like pictures for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And you still see the, uh, especially the uh, um, wire work stuff being done, like in the new you know superhero stuff, just eat, like that's yeah. super popular for them to use. Star Wars used the heck a lot of it. Hmm. Um, the yeah, I think just the effects that big influence on uh, what influenced my score. Um, also, I don't know if you guys do you guys watch South Park at all? Every once in a while. Okay, so they <laughs> they they legit did an episode. Basically, um, it was like heaven versus hell. And they had to send, a, they sent Kenny up there to, to like fight <laughs> oh, and wow. they, they needed a savior. And so they brought in Keanu Reeves being the only no one that way. could save them. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. And for the longest time I was like, when I first watched it, it was, you know, I was a kid back then. Um, I was young. I wasn't a kid, but I remember, I, I don't think I'd like knew of Keanu Reeves that much back then. And then when I finally connected him to the matrix i was like oh that's why they used they him in that used him <laughs> that's so funny i feel like we bring up a south park episode in every like influence section think, like oh <laughs> this movie's influential south park did a reference well, on it. i'm yeah. like i feel like they do a, a, an episode yeah. on every movie they, at this point well, they <laughs> pretty much do yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah they're like pop culture you know oh god yeah um well i'm actually gonna go higher than you on this oh Andy. wow i gave it a 90 for influence um, because I actually, in my opinion, I think this movie is more influential than it is entertaining. Hmm. Um, And I would boil that down to when it was uh, time to do this movie, I was not looking forward to watching the movie, to be honest, because I'm like, I've seen the movie. I loved watching it the first time, but I don't really want to watch it again. That's because... I mean, that speaks to entertainment. If I don't really feel like watching it, like, oh, I don't want to spend two hours and 18 minutes watching that, that means it's not entertaining enough. Whereas Influence, this movie has stuck with me my entire life since I watched it. Everybody who's seen it has a very specific memory of it. Like, you only have to watch it once to appreciate The Matrix. Um, And it'll stick with you. So I think that speaks more to Influence than it does to entertainment. And other things that influence it, I mean, iconic is just the word because it's, I mean, we got the red, blue, red pill, blue red pill, pill, red, blue, red, red, blue, blue, red, 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 red,
in like that kids movie Zootopia, they, they make that reference. Like it's they're choosing mm-hmm. between like a blue and a red popsicle. And he's like, you want the red pill or the blue pill? Like because it looks like a pill. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Like he wow. references that, and that's Matrix, you know. And then the dodging bullets thing. Oh yeah, everybody does that. Everybody copies that. Like that is the move. The, that is the right. I call that the, the the Matrix move. The Matrix move. Yeah. Yes. And it's like calling and being incepted. That, <laughs> yes, that whole conversation. Yes. It's like yes. that is <laughs> the master brand the Matrix film had. Exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, like all the quotes we've already talked about, the, those things like are just so iconic. They're used all the time, and mm. they never die. They will never die. Yeah. They always would be used. Um, on on some more like some smaller notes, um, my brothers and I, growing up, we would like make YouTube videos all the time. And we did, um, we used a lot of Matrix like references. Like, really? you know, the scene when they're shooting up the military place and it's like this, the music they play, the do, 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 like that music. We use that music because like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's the best music for a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just face it, you know? Yeah. So we used that and we used like the slow-mo and like the dodging, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of Matrix references. Uh, it, it personally influenced us yeah. in our uh, video making. Um, and then it it did have sequels, albeit bad sequels. It spawned three follow-up movies. So that mm-hmm. speaks to influence. Yeah. Um, and this movie did make Keanu. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he probably would not have been John Wick without this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it influenced his career and how heavily. how deprived would we all be? Without John Wick. I know. know. I'm so glad this movie made Keanu. Yeah. Because I was going to say that in, um, in kind of the entertainment area of like, it's, it is kind of surprising how well Keanu did during this. Cause he's very, he's kind of has a flat affect. He's not very expressive, um, kind of actor. And really in all of his movies, he's not very expressive. But, but somehow (laughs) I really don't know actually how he made it this far. Yeah. He does. No, he's right. That's that's a good point. He's not a good actor in the fullness, full sense of the word. Like actors act, they pretend to be somebody else. Where Keanu just like is kind of him all the time. You I know, feel yeah. like that's true. He just plays himself. He's like kind uh, of an awkward, that's good, lanky though. guy. I like that. that. Yeah, yeah. He, it works. Yeah, um, and then they made a Matrix license plate. That's pretty influential. You can get a Matrix themed license plate, man. Like. That's crazy. This what part, other movie can you say that about? Oh, there's yeah. like an animated series of this. There's like full on video, like video games. Like there was like an MMO, like a massive multiplayer. Oh yeah. Um, oh really? Online game. Oh wow. Of this that actually like furthered the Matrix story. Oh mm-hmm. cool. I like watched a video on it. Um, I did too. Actually, I wonder if we watched the same video. We probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it like furthered the Matrix story and like was like an ongoing game for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this, I mean, you're right. This movie had tons and tons of influence. So what is your score? Uh, yeah. So by the way, my score is uh, 75. Oh <laughs> man. We're so mixed so on this for one. All this, for all this tons and tons of influence <laughs> I just talked about. Um, but I don't know for me, for me, that doesn't, that doesn't affect my score too much because ultimately like if you want it bad enough, anyone can create like sequels to a movie or can put out like a video game and stuff like, you know, people argue all the time about how bad the new star Wars movies are. And yet they still spawned so, so much out of just those new star Wars movies. So I don't know how good of a comparison that is, but, um, so for me, 75 out of a hundred. And that is mostly because of all of the pop, how much pop culture has, uh, latched on to the matrix. I mean, one of my like most recent memories of a, of a reference to the matrix, at least the one that pops out the most in my head is if you guys remember when Peacock was the streaming service was actually just getting started. One of their main things was like, Hey, like we're getting the office. Like, yeah, I've been on Netflix for (laughs) like, like 10 (laughs) years, but (laughs) Um, they're like, yeah, we're getting the office and we're going to release a bunch of deleted scenes. And so all these new deleted scenes started coming out, um, from the office. And one of them was like from the last season of the office and Jim was playing a prank on Dwight and it was a matrix prank. Oh, and I don't know if you guys remember, but he, he like, 
hired like the African American guy from the warehouse, not Daryl. Was it the security guard? It might have been the security guard. Hank. Hank. Yeah. From from the office. The to old play, guy to play Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> and he went through this super elaborate <laughs> Matrix prank where it like he like mimicked the room where they take Neo and when Morpheus offers like the library, you know, like oh the yeah, he says he said, "Would you like to be free from the Matrix?" And like this, is, <laughs> and so I was like, "That is oh, so crazy!" Wow. And at the time that that like was coming out was or the, that uh, scene was being created for the show, even though it was a deleted scene. Would have been like at least ten years after the movie, if not more. I mean, it's probably like fifteen years when the, I don't know when the final season of The Office aired. I can't remember, mm. but um, I mean that's just incredible. And the fact that we're still, even today, people are still talking about it, it has enough, enough influence to spawn a, re- a remake or a, another sequel. A, yeah, still love a letter. soft reboot. I would call it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like same characters but new story, kind yeah, of. Kinda. St- still going strong, man. Yeah. All right, well, you guys ready to hear the final tally? Ooh, I'm curious. All so right. very curious. Overall, it's gonna be like an 82. It is an 82.5. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Is that the highest that one yet? We, is that right a, below Empire? Some mental math right there. <laughs> Good, nice. And a solid guess. Wow, that's some quick math. You nailed it. <laughs> Which means, um, it's. Beat out by Inception and Jaws. Inception and Jaws were higher on our scale. Oh, they were man. both 84s. This is 82. So it, bad. Yeah, it did beat all the other lower ones. But the top three, man, Star Wars, Inception, and Jaws, just hard to beat those. Yeah. 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 Really. Those but it is, I mean, <laughs> on our list so far, it's, it's easily a top 10 movie of all time, though. And on our list, it's top, it's the fourth. So, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Inception has no excuse. Inception is just a straight good movie. Yeah. But our first couple of uh, episodes, we were still, you know, getting used to our rating system. Getting yeah, used that's to our true. Scores. Yeah. So some of these are a little bit skewed <laughs> because of that. That's yeah, okay. I think. Um, but you know what? Avatar, I wonder if we could have been a little more gracious to. No. You know? No. <laughs> no. no. I, I still stand by my score. Yeah, I want to lower it even more. We, yeah. We still get, get some heat on Avatar. Like We do? Yeah. People yeah. love that movie. And we, I guess just us three, were just the wrong group to review that movie. <laughs> you know what? It was really funny because I- We need one person who loves it to be on. We need to like redo <laughs> that episode with a guest okay. star to boost up those scores. Am I going to okay. have to rewatch the movie though? No. No. that's an immediate Every 12 years, Yeah, dude. never. Every, uh, 12 yeah. Every 12 years. <laughs> if we're still doing this podcast in 12 years, we'll do an Avatar. <laughs> we'll do an Avatar or maybe we'll review like the newest one. Oh, yeah. But that'll yeah. be like 10 years. Yeah. Maybe. At yeah. that point, maybe Avatar 2 will come out. Yeah. So. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, that wraps up our episode. Uh, we did it. I mean, Matrix is the one that's it's been on our list for a while to do. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad we I'm finally glad we did, did it. it. Especially it's a good timing since the new one just came out. Um, I think it's just perfect to review it at the moment. Yeah. And, and you know, I needed a rewatch. I haven't seen it in a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, um, for our listeners out there, thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. I know it's hard to make it through a whole hour and change, but we appreciate you listening. Please give us a review. If you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Spotify now, you can do reviews. So let us know what you think. Um, give us some feedback. Uh, we'd always love to hear your thoughts and improve on what we can. And uh, if you want to engage with us otherwise, we're most active on Instagram at Chronicles of Critics. We usually we post our scores. So if you want to see the breakdown of the episode and what we gave each category, check it out. And we'll also post our running tally of um, where each movie falls on our lineup. So uh, that's kind of our goal. That's, that's my dream is to categorize each of these movies um, and come up with a definitive list, at least as far as our metrics go, to find out which movies are the best of all time. So thanks again for listening, and tune in next time to Chronicles of Critics. Mm-hmm.